welcome to another episode of Don't Fuck With The Original. I'm your host, Casper. And I'm your other host, Becky Grimlin. Here to bring you all things spooky on Wednesdays because... Wednesdays are for podcasts. And tonight we are talking about horror movies that had good starts and a solid plot until the ending just went and crashed and ruined the entire film. Um, this was not an easy thing to list, to be honest with you, because what we were trying to do is we were trying to pick movies that we genuinely liked until the ending. Um, there were a lot of movies that a lot of you were posting as the answer to my question. A lot of you said the turning, the turning didn't have an ending. First of all, but the second of all, that movie as a whole sucked. So we didn't want to pick a movie as a whole that sucked. We wanted to pick a movie that started off great and it was promising and then the ending happened and you were just kind of left like the meme I posted today. You're just, what the fuck? (laughs) People were like, what is that? I was like, I I don't don't even know. know what that is. Like, I don't know what that is. So, we picked movies that we liked until the ending, um, and that's why the list was a little bit harder to make, because there's plenty of movies I could say sucked, that we both could say that we didn't like as a whole, but figuring out movies that were good until the ending was actually a lot harder to to figure out. And we were gonna, the funny thing is, is that we have eight that we're gonna discuss, but we were gonna try to be a little different and make 10 and have one movie each where I liked the ending and Becky didn't and Becky liked the ending and I didn't, but we literally couldn't come up with any because we agree. Yeah, that was a tough one. (laughs) Even to try to do in a short period of time, it was just... Because even the few that we did discuss that we were like, ooh, do you want to do that one? It was kind of like either she was iffy about the ending, I was iffy about the ending. It's not that I necessarily liked it or didn't like it, same with her, or it was it's been too long since I've seen it to remember kind of thing. So, yeah, there were a lot of those. Like yeah. literally, I haven't seen this in so long. I I wouldn't even have a clue to even try to remember what the ending was, let alone the whole movie. But then there were a lot where it was like the the movie as a whole we didn't like. Yep. So that definitely doesn't count. But like, you guys know what we mean. Like, that's even true. You know, when you sit down and watch a horror movie and you're psyched and it's good and it has a great start and you're like, this is amazing. And then it ends and you're like, what the fuck? And that's, that could be true for a lot of different movies, not just horror. Not just horror. Absolutely. That's what I was going to say. It's just... You guys know, like you get this whole build up and then you get to the ending and you're just like, okay, okay. Somebody either really thought that was a good idea or ran out of ideas. Dr. Grant. (laughs) Dr. Grant. (laughs) Like you just, yeah. So I actually thought about adding Wish Upon to this list, but I realized that movie as a whole is terrible. (laughs) So... It's kind of like that. It was like, this movie, this movie. Oh, well, actually, that entire movie is terrible. It's like, oh, the whole movie was bad. Yeah. Yeah. And then now, you have movies that we should do another one where the movie completely exceeded expectations, too. Because you have movies like Underwater where you're like, I really have no expectations going into this film. And you walk out and you're like, that was one of the best fucking horror movies I've seen in a long time. So it's kind of like, 
you know. Now, <laughs> unpopular opinion, and people can think whatever they want, but that's how I felt about Brightburn. I love Brightburn. I was see, we can't even disagree on that. <laughs> I walked out of Brightburn going, "Whoa!" Like that. That movie was great. That movie took on a. Yeah, I. I yeah, <laughs> a lot of said, people don't agree with that, but oh, I, I, I do. I know a lot of people that did not I absolutely like, that did do. not like that movie, and I'm like, well, we're just gonna have to agree to disagree because I. Now you guys, a lot of and you literally commented... showing him like, sorry, but real quick, no, but you're like, fine. My my biggest thing that I think that some people didn't get, I know when I had to explain it to my husband, it kind of helped him get it better, but like how it literally was following him through puberty like everything that you would see a boy go through like literally his body is changing he's having feelings for a girl like your hormones are you don't feel like i mean does nobody remember (laughs) what puberty fucking felt like i think everybody that watched that movie I i think everybody that watched that movie forgot what puberty felt like and you literally didn't you feel like a fucking alien? You feel like a goddamn alien. You don't know what the fuck is going on with your body. Like, why am I angry? Why did I get mad? Why? Did, like, you can't. Honestly, I still do that. I'm just so angsty. I'm very angsty. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, and literally to make that. And then just just anything about taking the Superman story and making it like, yeah, but what if it but what if it didn't work out? What if it, what, what, what if it didn't quite work out that way? What if everything just The didn't one time quite... I genuinely liked a Superman story. Right. Oh. Sorry, guys. I don't like Superman. <laughs> sorry. Not the fuck sorry. I don't give a good goddamn. How many people do I like in DC as opposed to how many people do I like of Marvel? I like like three in DC and like 1,700 in Marvel. So Also, Christopher Reeve, the only Superman. R.I.P. I don't care. Agree. I'll fight somebody on that one. I'll fight we somebody on fight. that one. I don't even want to. <laughs> I just punch myself in the face. Don't, well, don't fight yourself. Please don't do that. I don't even know how I did that. I literally just punched myself in the face. Please don't do that. And I know a lot of people will give me that shit with, you know, Henry Cavell or what no. or whatever. Look, he no. needs to stick with being the Witcher. Yes. Because that is who the fuck he is. Yes. Ow. He is Witcher. Yes. Toss a coin. Keep that in your pocket. Yes. Don't be Superman. <laughs> yes. So, anyway, I'm sorry that took a Superman no. turn, but I hope everybody can at least agree with me on that. Please. Oh, yeah. He was he was made for that role. He was, oh, my God. I mean, look, okay? <laughs> my husband, who played that game religiously, okay, and then that show came out and he saw the trailer and he's like I saw the trailer and I was drooling he saw the trailer and he was like oh yeah that yeah because when I first saw a picture because when they said him I was like "Mm." I know I saw a picture and and I was like holy shit that's him yeah (laughs) I see nothing else when I look at him also Yennefer I mean (laughs) (laughs) I mean can we I mean can we talk about Yennefer you know, all these girls are like, I only watched The Witcher for, and I'm like, uh, Jennifer. Yeah, another another one of those moments where the queer <laughs> one is looking at the woman and not the, not to, I mean, look. He's nice looking. Them bathtub scenes him. were very <laughs> enjoyable. 
Okay. <laughs> I'm, I am straight not going to lie, all right? Because he's hot on the game. And I'm one of those weirdos where, yes, if I see a character on a video game or a cartoon and I think they're hot. <laughs> I have absolutely no idea. I have had crushes on cartoon games. Please, please, please don't feel bad because, um, I don't want to tell Lara Croft. Oh, I know. <laughs> Aloy. You're like, you don't even have and to Chloe tell Price. me because I already know. Lara Croft. I just cannot. Aloy from Horizon Zero Dawn. Listen, y'all, a redhead entered my life and I was like, you're not even real. Although... Can we just talk about the fact... I love how this is taking a turn. Can we just talk about the fact that she's Sorry, based on a real but... person? Because the real person exists. And I forget, she is Hungarian or she Slavic? I am probably being so racist right now. I don't remember what... I don't even remember what her name is. But anyway, they literally copied her face off of a real person. And this person's a real, like, a legit person. And it's, like, Aloy in real life. So I was like, I'm going to need to marry you. Um, (laughs) But Aloy is amazing because she's also voiced by Ashley Burke. And Ashley Burke is, uh, she voices three of my favorite characters in video games ever, which is Aloy, Chloe Price, and Tiny Tina from Borderlands. So, you know, and then Chloe Price is my third giant fucking crush from Life is Strange. And that game is very gay and story-driven, and it's great. So do not ever feel bad for having crushes on video game characters. Ever. Yeah. Because even when Lara Croft was Triangle, I was like, I like that. Geralt in the video game is hot. Oh, yeah. Uh, What's her, uh, Yennefer Yennefer in the video game and the video game's hot. Because my husband's like, hold up, let me show you Yennefer in this game. I was like, damn. (laughs) When we played Skyrim and everyone was like, Aaliyah? The Huntress was her name, I think. It was Aaliyah. And then fucking, if, oh, what was her name? She was your companion in Skyrim. Oh my God, I cannot remember her name right now. And I'm going to kill myself because I can't. Um, This is that moment that I love, that I do when you know, when you're listening or watching a (laughs) podcast and you know the answer and they don't know the answer and everybody is literally screaming. Hold this, I gotta look it up. How many times, my husband? How many times I have done this to Joe Rogan, and my husband's like, "Honey, he can't hear you," and I'm like, "That doesn't matter." You're like, I, don't, I, I, don't. I don't care if he can't hear me. Like, oh my god, she's literally a companion that you can, you can. Oh my god, we're supposed to be talking. There's literally people. There's literally people either going a, oh wow, here they go again. B, they know the answer and they're screaming it at us right now. Or C, can we just can we just start talking about the movies already? Can they just can they just get into the podcast? I know there's like there's a category of at least three different people listening to that right now, and that's exactly what they're thinking. <laughs> there's literally a picture of her on here. What is her name? <laughs> <laughs> she, <laughs> Lydia, Lydia. Oh my god. Praise Jesus. We were just talking about Beetlejuice. (laughs) Her name is Lydia. And the funniest thing about her is that she's just always in your (laughs) fucking way. Like, Lydia's a great character, but she loves to walk directly in my path. She's like a cat. She's like, I'm going to go. Oh, you need to go this way? Well, let me walk in front of you and stop. 
And I'm like, would you just... <laughs> there are memes all over the internet about this bitch. But she's hot, too. <laughs> I'm sorry. I just had to say that because I thought that was literally the funniest thing ever. I was like, there are three different subcategories listening to this right now. Some of them are like, this isn't a gaming podcast. What the fuck kind of games are you talking about? The other ones are like, okay, well, what oh, horror movies? Like, can we just get to the can movies? Can we just get to the movies, please? We don't okay, know. then there's there's four, then. There's people that are like, this isn't about video games, it's about horror. There's people that are like, we can just get to the movies. There's people screaming, Lydia! The answer is Lydia! Like, I guarantee you there's some Lydia's out there. They're screaming, they're screaming, they're like, it's Lydia, honey. Or, Lydia. or, there's the <laughs> completely different category where they're used to this, and they're like, oh, here they go again. This has nothing to do with podcast. <laughs> you guys can't see us, but we're swinging our arms around like. <laughs> oh, I love it. Okay, so I wanted to talk about a movie that a lot of you guys posted that a lot of you hated the ending of. Because um, I, I actually I very much disagree with you. No one like. Oh no no no! We're not getting into the list yet. You're talking about the one that everybody. Uh, the one that everybody that I was telling you about that I was like was coming at me. Um, or not at, coming at me, but like they're like we hated the ending of High Tension. Listen, I don't know about that. The I ending of High Tension was amazing. Number one, I'm gay, so that already I'm like, yeah, brutal lesbian shit. This is great. <laughs> Number two, I did not see that coming. Same. Like I, I didn't. No. <laughs> like I, when that happened, I was like, the fuck. She did all that because, oh my god, she's crazy. So, I loved the ending of High Tension. Obviously, this entire podcast is going to be opinion-based. Exactly. You guys are probably going to disagree with some of these. I already know my friend Carl is excited about this podcast because he disagrees very, very much so on one of these. And he's like, I'm getting my, I'm getting oh, I'm my reply ready. I'm curious to see which one he disagrees with. Um, but he's, he's like, obviously, it's okay to disagree. Not everyone's going to like everything. But what's funny is that one that kept popping up is on our list. So I'm very excited because I was like, shh, don't say that one. <laughs> That's are one we, of them. Are we going in any particular order or are we just going to yeah, start from, we can okay. just We can just go in whatever order we've got them in. Um, so we're going we're gonna to dive into our list, y'all. And we're going to yeah, basically we're talk about what we liked about the movie. Yeah. And then we're going to talk about why the ending was so disappointing. Yeah. Um, the Last Exorcism. Uh, this came out in 2010. I, I'm pretty sure this is probably... A very popular one because I, I think I saw this one on a few posts too. I saw this in the theater, and I distinctly remember after there was a flood of articles that came out about people just being incredibly disappointed about the ending, so much so to the point that the director had to publicly come out and defend his reasoning for why he ended the movie like that like that was one of the that was really one of the first times I had ever seen anything like that happen where a director had to publicly defend the ending of his own movie because people were so upset because I I distinctly remember standing up at the very end of the movie going, what the hell was that? Like audibly, like there were about five other people in the theater and I just audibly stood up and like, was like, what the hell was that at the end of the movie? And 
so was everybody else. Like we didn't well, it's understand. It's so shitty because that movie. When I I remember that when I started watching was it, very I was like, promising. "This is great." I well, first of all, the story. Anything, anything that's about exorcisms, I'm 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 watching it. Oh yeah, I'm buying right into it. I'm like, let me see what you got. Because I've seen every exorcism of insert name here. Same. Movie. And as terrible as they've all been. Same. Um, <laughs> except for Emily Rose. Except for that one. Because that, that movie's amazing. Oh my god. All the way through. But that movie had Laura Linney in it. So like that. Well, yeah. she kind of like and, uh, saves and, uh, everything. Uh, um, oh, and that actor that played the oh, he's amazing too. The, the one who played Emily Rose. Oh my god, Jennifer. Yeah, I almost said Jennifer Jerome. I almost said Jennifer Connelly, and I was like, "Fuck, Jennifer Jerome no. is not a real person. It's on Criminal Minds." <laughs> she was on Jennifer Carpenter. Dexter. Yeah, Car- yep, there Dexter. We go. What made me think of it? So, uh, but yeah, it's anything. It has to do with an exorcism. I'm all for because every they've all been done. So I want to see who's going to do it different. And from the start, I was like, oh, this movie. I was like, this is amazing. This is so different than any other exorcism movie. I mean, it had it's like it was found footage. It's this priest who's lost his faith. He does these fake ones. He's like, I want to believe. I want to. I want to see a real one. I want to see it really happen. His family in distress in the middle of the country. They get a hold of him. Their poor daughter. This this poor innocent Ashley Bell. Can I just say this was this young lady's very first role ever, and she nailed this fucking movie. Your heart sank for this poor girl. Her name was Nell, and your heart literally sank for this poor girl because you just saw. Mm the transformation of what she was becoming and what was happening to her through the course of this. And you're seeing this guy realize like, this is not fake. This is real. And then the family finds out he's fake. And, and, and then shit just starts turning sideways. First of all, the kid that plays Caleb, if anybody recognize him, he went on to play the creepy fucking brother and get out. And I just want to say this guy is, are you just going to forever play the creepy ginger brother in every fucking movie you're in? Because you kind of fit it. Sorry. He kind of does. But you kind of fit it. And it's it, it just started really, you know, then this church gets involved. And then you realize the town is kind of crazy. And maybe they're in on it. And you're like, wait, what? And then the climax hits. It's in the dark. Everybody's running through. The priest is in the house. There's the fucking symbols all over the place. You're like, what in the fuck is going on? You find the whole town, they're in the woods, there's this big bond, they're chant, you're like, what in the fuck is it going was, on? I was like, it, I was on edge. Oh, I was, I was like, I was like oh, I was there, I was, I was there, I, I was, was with it. I was there. Then you realize. Oh my God. That this bitch was never possessed, technically. They had impregnated her, the whole town was cuckoo caca. They had in league with the devil and they were wanted to use her body basically it was like a rosemary's baby type situation and she pops this squid thing out i don't even know what the fuck it was and uh they threw it in the fire right they threw it in the fire or did it live or did they throw it in the fire i, I honestly it's been a long time i think I've they might have thrown so. it in the fire i can't remember one or the other they hear 
the priest, his sound person, and the camera guy, and then one by one, they kill them. They and threw the child into the fire. Into the fire. They threw and it in the fire because I remember to the grow fire rapidly. to grow rapidly. Yes, because I remember the fire going boom, like, yeah. shot up. And then, of course, they hear them in the woods, and they send creepy ginger brother out there, and then one by one, they start killing them all off, and then that's the end of the movie. And I was like, yeah, that, um, what in the fuck? <laughs> like, you could have ended it any other way. I don't even know, I don't even know what the fuck that was. Yeah, I, I, yeah. It was, it was really one of those where I really didn't get the end of the movie because there was so there was so much i mean there was so much they could have done i i don't know i i just i didn't get i i didn't understand or get anything about the whole cult in the, in the town and the, just that whole part of it made no sense. It was, it just, it felt very nonsensical to me. And it just felt like the ending went haywire. Like the movie made sense. And the ending was just like, the ending went totally We couldn't decide how to end this. So this is what we came up with last second. That is a (laughs) hundred percent how I felt about the movie. We had no idea what we were going to do, so we just got high and was like, how old can we end this? Let's make it the craziest shit. And that's what happened. I I just feel like, like I said, I feel like the director, from the start, I felt like, sorry guys. The one Um, time I forget to mute my computer. (laughs) (laughs) I just, I literally, and I said this from the start when I saw it, is I felt like he completely ran out of ideas for the ending that people that it was just like, he just, he didn't know how to end it. So that's how he ended it. And I didn't care for it. And I've heard, I I did not see the sequel just, I know there was a sequel. I did not see the sequel. I didn't um, watch the sequel because I didn't want to be disappointed like I was when I watched the first one. Yeah, apparently people, you know, some people say that the 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 second one was was a little bit better, but I... What did it get on IMDb? The first one? Yeah. Do you um, have it handy? Yeah, hold on. Let me go back to that. That's not terrible, but that's not great. It's got a 5.6 because the rest of the movie saved it. The ending is what gave it such a low score. Yeah, because the movie, like, you know, I think it, I I think that this one is going to be pretty unanimous because I I have heard this across the board. I've heard most people people have said that they really enjoyed the movie up until they got to the very end. So... Do we want to go on the second one? Or did you? This so the next second movie. one, <laughs> these, these next two fit, actually both of them fit under that category of 
Amazon Prime pushing out the pushing out the horror, just constantly pushing out the horror. And well, it this was so a Netflix promising. movie. This next one's a Netflix movie. Oh, see, I saw I saw it on Prime. For summoning? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's where I saw it. I oh, saw it. Well, on Prime. Prime and Netflix both giving it both giving it to us. <laughs> and it just it, it it's it just fits under one of those where it looks promising. It starts off promising. And then you get to the ending and you're like, great. And it's another found footage. Yep. Um, it, it's, it's called, called the, first the First Summoning. Summoning. It got a 3.3 on IMDb. And uh, came <laughs> out in, it looks like it said it was shot in 2018, but came out in 2019. Yeah, I believe so. Um, and again, it's a found footage film. Um, you think it's a group of filmmakers. Uh, it starts out really a, great. Like they're getting ready to make a movie. And Although, like this, this main guy is like really gung-ho about making the movie like he has to get this movie made i do have to say though that the camera noises throughout this film drove me insane like the beginning of the movie's good and the movie's good but the can't they it was like that noise i remember you were telling that noise that camera makes when you move it it was constant and i was literally um Horror fan Ryan on Twitter says something about it too. He was like, I literally cannot stand the camera noises. And I was like, oh my God, I'm not the only one who noticed it. It's like somebody forgot to edit that out. Like, get rid of the fucking camera noises. They completely, because that could have been edited out. Yeah, it could (laughs) have. And someone did not. But it wasn't. Edit that part out. So it starts off pretty promising because you're thinking there's something tied to this. uh, It's a, the built does it's a warehouse. It's an abandoned warehouse that's actually in the woods, isn't it? Or yes. you have to get you have you to have get to travel to to the woods, the woods through, to get to to it, get I to like a tunnel. Yeah, I know. I don't. I don't remember a tunnel. Or it looks like there's a sewage. Isn't there like a sewage tunnel? Or is that the entrance? That that's the actual entrance to the warehouse. I'm sorry. I think that's what I'm mistaking because it looks almost like a tunnel. Yeah, I think so. It's been a minute since I've seen it. Um, I saw it last year, like early last year. So anyway, by the time they get into this, it makes you feel building. like you're actually watching something very sinister happening. Yeah, because by the time you get in this building, there are some really, really crazy things going on, and you just you, you when they can't... visited that guy at his house, that was fucked up. Yeah, I did not like any of that. And I mean, I liked it, but I was like, I don't like what's going on here. He was so weird. You're trying to figure out like what does. What what does he have to do with the whole thing? Because Which, by the way, he apparently had nothing to do with it because we never saw him again, and that led to nothing. <laughs> well, no, wait. I thought we did. I thought you do see him do again. You, towards, the, so long. towards the oh end, my God. you see him again. Maybe you do. I just remember him creeping around everywhere and being fucking creepy and weird. Well, I think you thought this guy had something to do. They had to question him in regards to what was... Because the whole thing about it was this abandoned warehouse was supposed to be linked to these child murderers that had to do with satanic worship. You know what? You're right. He does come back and, into it. <clears throat> and you're trying to figure out. They had to ask. They were supposed to be interviewing this guy about what. Uh, oh, he's a pastor. That's yeah, right. he was the pa- about Because they found the church. And wasn't there a cemetery next to the church? They found the church. So they were going to interview him about what the church had to do with the children. And he was just super fucking creepy. And then they found those pictures. I think they were like family pictures. Or they looked yeah. like family pictures. And almost like he had somebody at the house. But he was being super fucking weird about it. And 
he was talking to things that weren't there and he was being really, really weird. So by the and time, I didn't. I loved that part though. Oh no, I did too. Because so that made creepy. it the, him. That specific character made it super creepy. Oh, so yeah. you were trying to figure out. Okay, obviously he's got something to do with it. But then the main guy, he starts. This is when shit starts getting really weird because you don't understand like why everybody's wanting to leave, and he is so gung ho about making this movie, and then. I mean, I think at first you're thinking like, because he's trying to make it seem like, oh, this is going to be my big break. Like, and then you're trying to think like, dude, look, you're, you're not going to make that much money off. <laughs> like, like, calm the fuck down. Like, there's got to be, like, the longer it's going on, like, I, I stopped buying into this whole story of him, like, you know, I put all my money into this. Right. And I'm like, he was I just, literally like, I wasn't, I, have. I wasn't buying into that. I just wasn't buying into that. Because I'm like. I don't give a fuck. Any rational person, I don't care how much money you dug into anything. If you start feeling like uh, demons are coming after you or a ghost is coming after you or there's people coming after you, like, there's no, I don't care how much money, no, that's, I don't care how much money, no amount of money would mean anything to me that would keep me somewhere where I felt like I was clearly in danger, that my life was in danger, that other people that I cared about lives were in danger. So I just wasn't buying that anymore. But by the time it got to the end of the movie, you realize like, oh, well, he's pretty much in cahoots with crazy pastor guy. And the reason why he did bring them all there is because it was all a fucking setup to basically have them killed for this demon cult to god it was another stupid fucking demon cult raise the devil movie i am so sick of these movies she got real angry and passionate there because i'm just tired of them because it's the many, same thing they're over always and they're over and always over. the same thing and especially mm. these found footage ones it's always the same thing you're thinking that they're investigating something and they're making a documentary about it or they're making a movie about it and one of the guys is like super invested and everybody else is like well, what's wrong with him and then Fucked up shit starts happening and everybody wants to leave, but super invested guy doesn't. And it's like, oh, well, I wonder why. Maybe because he's trying to sacrifice you to the Dark Lord. Like, they're all like that. They all end up being like that. And they're so fucking annoying. And they're just... They're just annoying. And they we're all... We're tired of it. We've seen this movie. Well, We've and they're seen all it. The, they're, they all carry the same... What What is just even more insulting is that these are movies that are being made in the last two, three years that all have the same old, outdated, 80s, 90s, satanic panic bullshit in them. You know, the the carvings and the circle in the middle and there has to be sacrifices and somebody comes out with a big goat head and the black robes or the red robes. And it's, it's, it's so fucking... It's just, it's it's taking from actual rituals. So there's that all, I'm not even going to get into all that, but it's on top of the fact that it just is is really old, outdated, frankly uh, prejudiced, extremely prejudiced w way of thinking. 
It's the same fucking movie every time, and I'm so sick of that. Like, oh my god, can we stop making this movie? No. I don't want. I don't want to see any more we sacri- have to make it again. sacrificial cult movies. I mean, unless unless it's Midsummer, unless it's, it's Jennifer's Body. Yeah, we can keep making movies like that. We where can you make can make like it that. in your own way, where it's not the same shit over and over and over. Where you literally think it's a promising movie and that's how it ends. That's how it ends. Give me something new. I mean, like, even Hell House LLC, well, they kept going and then it... It ended up being that. It was terrible, that last one. Oh my god. But the first one is brilliant. I'm like, so there, this place is Limbo? <laughs> <laughs> I thought you said Blimbo. You said Limbo. I was like, what's Blimbo? I'm like, this bullshit fake-ass haunted house Blimbo is Limbo. Limbo sounds like a new ass. And <laughs> I have to... <laughs> Bimbo. Blimbo sounds like a new ass. I said ass. Bimbo! What's happening? To, I was about to say Bimbo sounds like a new ass. Blimbo sounds like a new app. <laughs> But I said ass. I don't know why I said ass. <laughs> Blimbo ass. <laughs> that ass. Oh. That sounds like something somebody would go to the emergency room for. Oh my god. Like I have Blimbo ass. I have Blimbo ass. <laughs> I got it from Taco Bell. I don't oh know what god. happened. I am dying right now. <laughs> I meant to say bimbo, and I said ass. I don't even. Oh my god, Jesus! Oh my god. Okay, okay. Well, let me get my composure here. I'm gonna let you talk about the next one because I haven't actually seen the next one. But you told me about the ending, and I was like, "That's on. That's a hard pass." It's literally. It's literally the first summoning. Again, it's another it, it's another promising, well, at least you think it's promising. Um, and again, it's another one of those, ooh, I'm scoping out Amazon Prime, and this, this looks pretty promising, and it's not. Um, it's called The Monster Project. It came out in 2017, um, and this one got a 4.5 on IMDb. And this one, again, started off, really promising. It was a found footage film, a, basically another one. And, All of uh, these have been found footage. There's so, so many fun. that are found footage. But I love found footage. Same. Um, <laughs> I'm a sucker for it every fucking time. And uh, so basically it, start, it starts off with this guy wanting to shoot. He shoots YouTube videos of like fake fake monsters like he fucks around with his friend and he thinks like oh i got bigfoot and he really didn't so it's like it's like fake stuff but he sells it on youtube like it's real well then he says he gets this opportunity to meet real fucking monsters like real cryptids so he's working on this thing called the monster project where he wants to actually film real monsters like i don't want to do this this fake stuff anymore so he gets a uh a whole he gets a crew together with his one friend, his ex apparently, and this new guy that they met who has a thing for his ex. Well, this new guy, everybody is hella suspicious suspicious of in the first place because he was a former drug addict, but he's 
tried to have everybody convinced that he's changed his ways. He's found God. He doesn't do that anymore. Yada, yada, yada. Anyway, so they rent this creepy ass haunted house. They get there and it just, the whole thing is just super suspicious. Even the guy that owns it, it's fucking weird. His wife's in a wheelchair. You don't, she's acting real weird. You don't, you know, but anyway, anyway, stuff is already kind of fucked up. Cause it's like, he's telling them that they're about, about to meet three actual real monsters in this haunted house on a full moon night. And I'm like, what the fuck? Okay. Well, all of this is just, but what essentially really grabbed me to the movie, which I'm sure is going to be no surprise to you guys is, um, so the three monsters that he brings in, one is a Japanese girl that is possessed by a demon. Another one is this like goth looking chick that's a tattoo artist that's also a vampire. Actually, she Which comes is in, amazing. She comes into play later because she asks for a blood offering. That's the only way she wants to do. The, she'll agree to do the interview, and they make the uh, guy that was the former drug addict give his blood. And she rats him out when they interview her because she could taste the drugs in his blood. And that's how they find out he's still using, that he hasn't been clean. Because she's like, oh, Oxy isn't my thing. And he's like, fuck her. She's fucking lying. And then you realize like, oh, she tasted it in his blood. So that's why I wanted to bring that up because that that plays a part later on. And then what really got me is the third monster what is a uh, skinwalker. Like it's, it's a actual, they bring in a guy that, uh, is a Navajo, um, he's a reservation cop that basically the whole story he's giving is exactly like he, he had to kill somebody and then he became, when we, you got go back and listen to our Santa Walker episode. You guys know, but anyway, <laughs> like he was Navajo and he was like given the whole story of how he became a skinwalker and like how he, and when they showed him changing into one, I mean, it was just, it, it was perfect. It was exactly what, what you would think from the descriptions we've, we've given, we've read and whatnot, like what you would think a skinwalker would be. So like at the climax of the movie, it, you know, it's, it's, it shit starts getting real. Like, it's crazy. Like they're interviewing each one of them separately, which is really cool how they do that. And then the vampire one is crazy. Cause then she gives up the guy that's on drugs. They kick him out. So he's outside when shit starts going down. Like when the skinwalker changes and he busts through and starts coming after him, the vampire chick changes, she's going after people. Um, the demon starts taking over that Japanese chick. And that effect is crazy because she gets all, basically her whole face just turns into teeth and she's just like, shit. she's floating up in the air and coming after people. So when shit goes ham, homeboy that's on drugs is outside and he's praying and he's like, God, what am I going to do? I'm a failure. What am I going to do? And he hears what's going on and he's like, this is how I can redeem myself. I'm going to go back in and save everybody. Well, then it starts getting, I mean, it's really getting good. Like, Everything's going down. They get in the basement. They see a uh, pentagram in the basement. And they're like, what the, why is this in the fucking basement? So at one point, the guy that's on drugs, the guy that was on drugs finds a way out. But then when he busts through to get out, he sees a, a goat head outside. And he's like, what the fuck is that? Like somebody 
a human goat head on it. He's like, what the fuck is this? So he gets back in. And he's like, we can't go outside. There's Mr. Goathead out there. That's not exactly what he said, but y'all get the drift. <laughs> so anyway, he comes back in. So there's this, this really cool part that I really liked where the demon, where they're trying to get the, they're trying to save the Japanese girl. Cause by this time, I think they, they managed to kill the skinwalker. At some point they kill the vampire and then the demon girl they're trying to save, but they can't. So the demon escapes, gets into the guy that's on drugs and the demon basically makes him face his demons. Like it goes into his past and you realize that like, uh, he sold bad drugs to his friends and that killed them. Like he sold them a bad batch of heroin and they died. And like, he's basically having to like face God and pray to God. Like it, it just on, on some personal levels that I'm not going to share on here that, that really touched me. Like him facing his, uh, I didn't sell nobody drugs and it killed him, but I mean, like just to have addiction issues and, and, and getting right with God and, and cause that in itself is a demon. Mm-hmm. That is a demon. Yep. So, so to take the literal definition of drug addiction as an actual demon, like that whole scene was so fucking cool. Like that was really well done. So you're just like, at every turn, this 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 movie just keeps getting better and better and better, so you think. Until, remember the goat head. So anyway, the main director guy that's been kind of a douche the whole time, uh, you, you really, you think that, you, I think you think he's dead, and you think that the main, that the guy was on drugs is going to make it with the girl. See, this is where it gets kind of fuzzy. Well, anyway, the main guy that's directing it, come to find out, he killed her. He made sure they were all dead and then found the guy that was on drugs. And then here comes in the guy that the old guy from the start that owned the house. He's got the goat head on. Wife that was in the wheelchair is now standing up. Everybody that was that was there, the crew, they're all laying in a circle now including the vampire, the skinwalker, and the demon Japanese girl. Anyway, the main director guy basically sold his soul to the devil and he needed sacrifices. So literally all of this, getting a skinwalker, a vampire, a demon together, this whole fucking monster project movie, all your friends, all of this, you literally got to throw this whole elaborate thing together in a haunted house, on a full moon, just so you can sell your soul to the devil. That was literally the ending of the fucking movie. Again, selling your soul to the devil. Guys, I was so fucking angry. <laughs> she was mad. I was so She was so I mad. was like legit mad. Like I hadn't been that mad since Abraham Lincoln Vampire Hunter. Because the book was incredible, the movie was a hot steaming pile of caca, and I will stand by that. Uh, I was, I just, again, you had something so promising. You actually put a skinwalker in a movie, and you literally nailed it. You like, did you it nailed, right. You nailed the story, the Navajo legend, how he became one. Literally everything, even the special effects of showing him turn into one was fucking killer. Like you had everything you had everything the spiritual 
aspect of it with the guy on drugs and just all of that you literally had everything and that's how you end the fucking movie because i was thinking like for real oh y'all asking a lot to summon the devil i'm just saying i'm just saying i'm like all you gotta do is say a simple prayer and accept the lord jesus and god into your heart and he's with you every step of the way to sacrifice a whole skinwalker a vampire a demon these motherfuckers in a haunted house on the full moon stand on one leg and point my nose and rub my belly to get that's asking too much (laughs) that's just asking too god you are asking for too much that's asking too much to invoke the devil i'm just saying i'm just saying i might want y'all might want to rethink this invoke the devil shit because it just sounds like too much well it really sucks is that that took a whole hour and 44 minutes too like that took a lot i was really excited to watch it and then i was like oh i'm telling her about it she's like oh my god it sounds so good and then i'm like wait no she was, she was telling me as she was watching it, and then at the end, she texted me and she goes, don't. Like, absolutely just, don't. Which is do actually it. funny, because the next one we're about to talk about is literally the same thing, where she was like, this is great. And then she texted me at the end and goes, no. Okay, this, this movie, full disclaimer. First of all, it's the sequel to The Boy 2. It's the sequel to The Boy. Or, yeah, it's called Brahms The Boy 2. It's a sequel to The Boy. Can we just talk about how good the original boy was? Okay, and I know and if you oh, loved the original one, I'm begging you not to see the sequel. Please don't see the sequel. And if you already saw the sequel, you know why I'm begging anybody that's <laughs> And I know a lot of people didn't actually like the boy, but um, oh my God, I loved, I loved that concept. Oh my God. The concept look, was absolutely look, fantastic. Y'all. That was a twist I did look, not y'all. see coming. Look, y'all. And then the second one ruined it. I saw that in the theaters. I saw the first one in the theaters with my husband. And my husband is not big on horror, especially ones like that, because he can always get, he always knows. He always figures it out. He's the one, I'm the one where literally it could smack me in my face and I still won't see it. He figures it out every time. That movie, he did not have figured out. Absolutely did not have figured out. We both were like, okay, this doll, something is fucked up with this doll. And then when homeboy came (laughs) crawling out that wall, let me tell you how loud I was in the theater and gave zero fucks because that was one twist where I was like, he, and that mask yeah, no, that was not about If that, that didn't life. fuck anybody else up, I don't know what's wrong with you. Because the first movie had me all the way fucked up. I was like, this motherfucker has been living in the goddamn... So he's been moving... <laughs> it actually gave it more of a creepy vibe knowing it was oh, a Oh, because it was a dude watching a, you in yeah. the shower and touching your clothes and shit. Like, and moving... I would rather it be a ghost. <laughs> than a fucking dude because that fucks me up already i'm not yeah, into no. any movies about voyeurs that no that all the way fucks me up somebody watching me when i'm taking a shower yeah, no or, or watching me when i'm sleeping and and i'm sleeping and i know you're just watching me no i don't i'm that is the number one creep me the fuck out of all time and yeah i was i would have much rather that motherfucker been a demon ghost inside I mean, of a technically fucked up ghost, doll. ghost watch you sleep all the time so. but 
when he came and then had that fucking creep and then had the mask and then was like standing there like, yeah, take care of me like the doll. And you're like, bitch, what the fuck? You whole grown ass man been living in this? No, that movie was literally, it was incredible from start to finish. The, the acting, boy was amazing. Lauren Cohen, one of her first roles. Now, I, I know she had done other things besides The Walking Dead up until that point, but that was the first thing I had ever seen her do outside of The Walking Dead. And I thought, her acting in it was absolutely Especially brilliant. playing the lead. The house, the whole, the creepy house. It was the, great. The, the, everything. The sequel, fuck you. Fuck you, and fuck you, and fuck your mother, this and fuck on you. Dishonor on your doll. <laughs> Dishonor on the whole thing, okay? First of all, anytime I ever see Katie Holmes play a mom in a horror movie, absolutely not. First of all, anytime I ever see Katie Holmes in a movie, absolutely not. Can we just stop? I don't like casting her. I legitimately have not. I can say I have not seen her in anything decent since Disturbing Behavior, and y'all can fight me on that. But name one good thing she's Batman. Well, I mean, Batman Begins. I liked, but I didn't like that she was in it. I liked Maggie. I liked Maggie Gillen. Yeah. Maggie played that part way better. Yeah. She she had more emotion in it. She had, she she was so much better. I don't, I don't know if, I don't don't know what happened to change the actress in that sweet, like, but the dark Knight was literal perfection. One of the most perfect movies I've ever seen. And, um, yeah, I also think that Katie Holmes still has some psychological Scientology deprogramming. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I just feel like, after she, after she, after shit went south with Tom Cruise, her, her acting was just, it was just very strange. It was very strange. It was weird. And well, it really sucks because if, which I know she wasn't planning on it, but I would have like if Lauren Cohen might've been in the second one, of course the whole story sucked. So I don't even want to get into it just for the simple fact that if anybody hasn't seen it yet but has seen the boy and really liked the boy i don't even want to say how the well we have to we have to go into why damn it all right fuck me so if you if you have actually seen the original boy and you because i haven't even seen the boy too and i know the ending and it hasn't ruined the first one for me so don't see the boy too. It is they literally did exactly what we've just talked about in the other two films. They made it a demonically possessed doll. And what he didn't even exist or did he die? Yeah, apparently the 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 kid in the wall died. He died, you find later on. How many and, years later uh, is this after? Or is it there's there a time where it's like it well, shows how many how chronologic long it's been? chronologically it's not see I'll have to look that up again because I I can't remember exactly what they said chronologically between each movie okay but basically what they do is it's not a guy that controls the doll anymore it was actually the whole time it was fucking possessed and. They ruined. The- yeah, even in the even in the first, yeah, because they end up. So they don't even they don't even move into the. This family doesn't even move into the original house. They move into the into a an adjacent property next to the original house, and that's when they find the doll buried next to the original house. 
and the kid keeps getting drawn to this house and the doll, and this groundskeeper's acting really weird. But anyway, long story short, you end up finding out it just, it completely ruined everything about the first movie. The originality of the first movie was just completely destroyed. And the fact that this movie was made by the man who made the first one, you ruined your own movie. He completely ruined it. He completely (laughs) ruined it. Like, the, the, the kid from the first one out of the wall, like, didn't even matter. It was the doll the whole time. The doll is a demon. There's a demon in the doll. And every time anybody comes into possession of the doll, they get possessed by this demon. I'm like, will y'all stop? I'm s- stop. Just stop. I'm, I'm like, there's apparently a prequel coming out about Orphan. And I was like, we don't need that. Nobody we asked for really that. Don't. Nobody wants that. We got enough information we about really her. Don't we don't need it at all. We know everything. Especially because the same the actress movie. won't be playing Esther because she's like 20, 20, what? Three, four now. Yeah. Cause they can't, you can't do that now. She's no, too there's old. no way you wouldn't be able to. Also, this this movie was the reason we almost added Houses October Built 2 to the list, but that movie as a whole sucked. So yeah. it wasn't just the ending, but the ending of that movie did destroy everything about the first one. Yes, it did. Completely destroyed it. So if you have not seen Houses October Built 2 and you loved the first one, do not watch it. It it will literally destroy the the uh what's the word I'm looking for the audacity audacity what <laughs> authenticity of the first one and how original the first one is so just don't watch it and don't watch the boy too because terrible yeah it was it was awful it really was i was very upset where's my but so the next one. Oh, the next one is the one. Segwaying right into demons. The next um, one is the one that everybody kept saying. This is the one that I kept seeing a bunch of. And I was like, shh, we're going to talk about it. Because, <laughs> yeah. Because this movie is amazing. Until whatever fucked up shit. I don't even. I can't. I don't know. The Devil Inside. Yes. Yes, yes, Can yes, we yes, just yes. say. Mm-hmm. What the fuck? That meme all the what way around. The fuck it was, was literally, that? and it again, it was one of these where it started off. Look again, we're we're all for. I'm all for a demon. Is if that's if that's how it's sold to you, especially with this one, because you know they actually like they go to the Vatican. They actually, I'm like, whoa, okay, so you know this shit's gonna be good. Like, they're actually gonna go to the Vatican. You're gonna, you know, and then the, from the start, the whole, the, the I remember even the trailer had me because you saw the mom with the, with the cross in her mouth and. On the fucking lid. Yeah, and, shit. and the what poor the hell? girl, you just feel for her and you're just, you're just like, Oh my God. And then they ended it and you're just like. So basically it's about this woman who's possessed. Short story, long story short. Right. It's about this woman who's possessed and then it comes out of her, ends up going into her daughter. And then, um, they, the, the guy leaves with her in a car and then 
she speaks of knowing um, the horrible act that he committed, tries to strangle him, he shows signs of possession, he unbuckles a seatbelt into oncoming traffic, the car collides, the corpses of uh, him and Michael, Ben and Michael, sit in the car, Isabel is gone, and then a title card is shown informing the case of the Rossi family being unresolved, followed by another title card directing viewers to her website for more information on the ongoing investigation. So she's possessed and just fucking ran off. What the fuck? A uh, a guy that writes for the Hollywood Reporter said that the movie proves as scary and unsettling as a slab of devil's food cake. <laughs> that is literally the actual quote he gave about that movie. I'm like... Whoa! Like boy. it was so great until you were just like the films. This is this is from Wikipedia. It said the film's ending in particular came under heavy criticism. Is it the worst movie ending of all time? David Hagland asked in Slate, citing various negative audience reactions to that aspect of the film online. What upset them even more was its abruptness. It was the title immediately following it that urged audiences to visit a website to learn more. It's a marketing twist that makes audiences feel taken advantage of. The writers defended it by saying that they knew the unconventional closure would draw criticism, but felt it was authentic to us, as according to the co-writer Matthew Peterman, sometimes real life doesn't follow a perfect structure. Things aren't always wrapped up and resolved. When or how you'd like them to be, all of us enjoyed leaving things open-ended. We thought it was visceral and it was unique. Audiences flooded the internet with furious reactions, demanding refunds from Paramount Pictures. Some pointed out that the website link being the worst edition as they felt that paid admission to an incomplete film. The director, William Brent Bell, added that the title card directing to a website was added by Paramount, given they thought it was kind of cool to continue the story on with a website. As a result of this criticism, the website no longer exists. Yeah, that fucking sucked. It got a that, four. It got a four point two on IMDb. That is literally. Oh my the god! Most ridiculous. Oh my god! On Rotten Tomatoes, it got a six percent. Oh, it got an F on Cinema Score, and it got a six percent. Yep. On Rotten Tomatoes, it got an F on Cinema Score, and as of this year, it's still only one of twenty-one films that received an F rating. That ending, man. That ending it's fucked It's the it ending. Up. It's the ending. And then what really pisses me off is I feel like the writers were like, well, we liked it, so fuck you. That's yeah, basically they, how that's, I felt. That's exactly that's what exactly happened. That's exactly how I felt. That's exactly what happened. Because that's exactly how they said it. Sometimes real life doesn't always follow a perfect structure. Well, of course, dumb nuts. Are you fucking kidding me? Of course, life doesn't follow a perfect structure. What the fuck are you even talking about? <laughs> what does that even mean? Yeah, Matthew Peterman can suck a whole dick. Because that was about the stupidest fucking thing I've ever heard anybody say How in my life. How can you defend it when everybody hates it? And then the director having the nerve to blame the production company oh for the website at the end. So the writer said, suck, suck our dicks. We liked it. So we don't care what the fuck you say. And the writer and the director had the nerve to blame Paramount for the ending. 
Fuck literally everybody that was involved <laughs> with this movie. Except like, for the actors, because oh honestly, God. they honestly had nothing to do with it. Oh, so. yeah, they had nothing to do with it. But the writer, the writers and the director, that really pisses me off, is that when people are angry, you either pass, instead of standing up and standing by your movie, you, you give a fuck, you either give a fuck you to everybody, or you pass the buck. Like, that is such a shit way out. And you had such a good film. And then you ruined it. You ruined it. Well, life isn't perfect. Hey, there's and another... And neither was the end of hey, your guess piece what? of shit movie. There's a movie out there that did a marketing tool where you went to a website to find out more information. It's called Blair Witch. And guess how awesome that movie ended. Don't blame the website, dumbass. <laughs> yeah, don't do that. And guess how long people were confused about that shit. Don't blame the movie. Or don't blame it. Don't blame the, yeah, don't blame the production. Don't blame, you gotta blame yourself. You gotta blame yourself. You gotta blame yourself because Blair Witch has still went down as one of the best marketed movies ever created. Oh, hands down. If you would have done your movie correctly, it's like I'm talking to him right now. If you would have done that movie correctly, you We're just and you marketed it correctly, Devil Inside would have been a masterpiece. Oh, it had the it had the it to really be. had the potential to be a masterpiece and you just decided to make it the shittiest film. Yep. <laughs> yeah, I think this is the one I'm probably the most angry at. This one is the one I'm most angry I am at. Most, to be honest I am most angry you. at this movie. Of all of them, I'm most angry at this one. I mean, There's like, another one. First Summoning and Monster Project piss me off. I'm angry I'm with sick, that one. Because I'm cause... sick of the dumb demon cult yeah. shit at the end. But like the devil inside really, really pissed me off. Because y'all just... You fuck exactly. Well, I'll let you get more into the next one because I actually did not see this one either. And <laughs> after you told me, see, this is what we do: we watch movies and then we're like, "Don't." <laughs> we save each other from the filth. Yeah. <laughs> so, oh, I didn't mean to do that. So, this movie is called Eli. Um, a lot of people. I actually watched this movie because I saw a lot of people complaining about the ending. Um, I did not see what the ending was. Thank God it did not get spoiled for me. But a lot of people were complaining about how they were pissed off at the ending. So I was like, fuck it, I'm going to watch this film. So it starts off with this guy, this this boy who seems to be allergic to literally everything. Um, they keep him in a bubble. He can't be out in the sunlight. He can't do like normal shit that you would if you were allergic to the sun or everything this would be a normal thing for you so they take him to this house and they're supposed to make him better um and the woman who plays his doctor is the woman from the conjuring um the woman who plays the mom what's her name Anyway, the mom from The Conjuring is the one who plays the oh, doctor. Oh, Lily Taylor. Lily I keep wanting to call her Liv Tyler, and I'm like, that's not correct. You're like, no. <laughs> um, she plays his doctor. She's very nice. They, they do treatments for him, and it seems like the treatments are making him worse. So over time, he's trying to figure out, and then they, there's this girl that he visits there, or that visits him there, like, every night, and he sees her. It's actually Sadie from um, Stranger Things. Who plays Mad Max. But, um, 
So basically, you're you're watching this from the kid's point of view, and you're worried that they're actually doing something bad to him um, because he keeps getting worse. He's not doing well. Oh my god! Jesus, sorry about the like. What is happening? I have no idea what's going on in my neighborhood right now. There's like a motorcycle rally going by. Oh I my am god! So sorry I was like, what is happened. happening right now? Anyway. So you really think something wrong is, or they're doing something horrible to the kid, and then you find out that they're injecting him with holy water, and he's, and you're like, oh my god, he's possessed. I was getting into this shit. I was like, he was never allergic to anything. This motherfucker was possessed, and they brought him to a house, and they're trying to get him unpossessed and like get the demon out of him, and I was like so into it. I was like, this is fucking amazing. Why would anyone hate this ending? Well, it didn't stop there. So he kills everybody but his mom. And he's like, tell me the truth. And she, listen, she goes, all I wanted was a baby. And I was like, bitch, do not fucking tell me this is going where I think it's going. And she said, and I reached out to him And he gave me what I asked for. And I'm like, is this dude the... Basically, he's the Satan's kid. He's he's a spawn of Satan. Satan impregnated this lady like God impregnated Mary. And she gave birth to this kid and he can't get better. He's not even possessed. He's literally a spawn of Satan. And then you find out the girl who's been visiting him every night is also one of Satan's children. And she looks at him at the end of the movie and she goes, do you want me to take you to see dad? And then he gets his mom to drive them away to to go meet their dad. And that's the end. If they would have just stuck with the possession thing, that was brilliant. I loved that because you're like... You're thinking this kid's, like, allergic to shit, and then it turns out he's possessed, and they're trying to get him well by lying to him. And I'm like, that's amazing. And then, oh, no, he's he's one of Satan's children. Okay. Now I see why everybody was pissed off. Yeah, don't waste your time with that shit. It got a 5.7 on IMDb, which is actually a good score for IMDb, but I'm like, I... It got a good score because it was so good until the last five minutes. I'm I'm telling you, man, it was so good. And then they just fucking ruined it. Yeah, I don't. Up until the up until the very end, like she had me going with describing it, and I'm just like, until you're like, oh, really? Like to do a possession story like that is great. Like, you guys, again, you like would you have had a thinking, masterpiece. Again, it would be, it would almost be very similar to the taking of Deborah Logan. Yeah. Where you think this old lady is battling dementia and Alzheimer's, and it's actually a full-on demonic possession. So it could be the flip of that, like, where you think this young kid has this horrible, horrible, disease. horrible disease where actually the flip of it is he's demonically possessed and they're trying 
these these ways experiments or whatever to get this demon out of him like that would have been fucking perfect but no he's the spawn of satan <laughs> just the fact that she was like pleading with him for her life and she's like i asked him for a child i just wanted a child so bad oh my god can we say i just happened to see this sorry that bear mccreary was the composer of that movie and he's the composer for the walking dead and his music's incredible so i just yeah he also did the composition music for the new child's play anyway (laughs) (laughs) moving on we can't all be perfect um yeah so the next one is uh and we both i think you and i definitely agree (laughs) okay so i had such high hopes for this film the forest guys came out in 2016 and uh first of all can we just say natalie dormer oh that's what bought me hook line and sinker into seeing it um it got a 4.8 on imdb um, the other thing that got me wanting to see it too, really, was um, the backdrop being the uh, a, I think it's pronounced Oyoki Gahara, or um, I've also heard it pronounced Oki Gahara. I might be butchering either one. I apologize, <laughs> but um, as most people commonly refer to it here in America as Japan's suicide forest, I have always been fascinated with stories about I have as well that's why I was excited about it honestly just not just because of Natalie Dormer but like you said like I was like oh they're actually making a movie about this forest because the symbolism behind the forest many 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 years ago was that in Japanese cultures even though this was frowned upon and very hush-hush in the families if there was anybody in the family that was old and indigent or indigent Sorry, I can never say that fucking word. You know what I mean? <laughs> indigenous, indigenous, indigenous. What uh, the fuck? Indignant. I think they like they're just they're What's not well off. <laughs> I know, right? But it's basically if there's anybody in the family that's old, just not right in the head, is getting ready to die anyway, they would basically just since the family wouldn't want to take care of them, they would basically just drop them off in the forest and just leave them there to die. It's, so that was yeah. part of the. You know, that was always kind of something that was rumor that didn't really happen because people didn't want to admit that they were doing it, but it was something that was done. And then that started in the forest as well as the suicides. Because suicide is something, again, that's very frowned upon, but people flocked to this forest to do it so much so that it literally turned into a public health crisis, like where they were begging people not to go to this forest. And I think even to this day, there's a guy that actually walks around the forest that will try to talk people out of killing themselves. Because now it's, it's maybe not right now, but I know within the last few years, it started to really garner to be a place where people would specifically go. It almost kind of like an... Maybe some of you know this, maybe some of you don't, but the Golden Gate Bridge, there was actually an entire documentary made about it called The Bridge, where a guy, you know, it's maybe be unpopular opinion, but a guy periodically filmed several suicides from the Golden Gate Bridge. I mean, it's, it's another spot that is very, very popular for people to commit suicide. People will specifically go to that bridge to kill themselves. And that's the thing with this forest. So also sorry about the lawnmower if you yeah, all can hear that. Yeah, I have someone great, decided to mow their lawn at 8:30 at fucking night. I have great 
great neighbors. <laughs> we don't. Um, what's going on in your neighborhood today? I love my house, <laughs> but my neighbors subjective. Um, so that that all in itself, you got Natalie Dormer. You got the backdrop of the suicide forest. You go into the movie. Her, her sister's twin, missing. Her twin sister, too. Who's so hotter got, than her. You've got that connect, which you're like, how could that happen? But it did. <laughs> it happened. And you just got that whole twin connection. Because yeah. if you read anything about twins, they literally they know. can feel one another. So the fact that she would say, like, I know she's not dead because I can still feel her. Right. You know, and then she convinces these people to guide her in there. And then all this shit starts happening, of course. Because she's very insistent on finding her sister. And then, uh, again, it's just... Well, then the, the, the forest starts taking its toll on her. Yes. She starts going crazy. Yes. She starts to not trust the guy that's with her. Exactly. She they starts tell following her this, this girl in a dress. This or place a, will start to... It, it plays tricks on you. Like they, It does. That one Japanese guy specifically told her, like, don't stay in here too long. Because you will start to see things. Well, they stayed were, in there too long. Way too long. And she starts not trusting the guy that's with her. Yep. And it, it, they end up finding this cabin. And she thinks that he's holding her sister hostage at this cabin. And she can hear her sister talking to her, which is not true. Um, she ends up killing the guy, doesn't she? Yeah, she does. I thought so. I can't remember exactly. And then you how find the out her happened. sister's alive, and she's just kind of wandering around. She was like, "Fine." She was just wandering around the forest, and then she realized that her sister was there because I think didn't she scream her name, and she heard her. Isn't that how they? It was in that uh, ranger station when she when she kills him, and then that's when right. she realizes. Uh, that he was telling the truth. Yeah, like, that it wasn't. It wasn't hallucinations. Right, no. So she, her sister, ends up being alive. And what's even more fucked up is that this is where it got. This is where it lost me. Was because she ends up being overtaken by the forest, and her sister ends up getting out. Yeah, so her sister was there the whole fucking time. Yeah, she was there the whole time. But then she but then she starts going through hallucinations like what happens to you in the fucking forest. And they basically asked her something like, "How did you survive that long?" and she said something to the effect of, "I have fought de- I have fought my own demons." Or something to that. Like she Oh the, right! The main the girl hadn't fought like what actually their happened. Parents died. Their parents their died. Their parents died. So it was the whole thing of coming to grips with your own demons. And the one twin had come to had come to. She had fought the demons that she had held onto with not accepting the death of her parents. She had finally fought those demons and accepted the death of her parents. The other sister never could. And that's why she kept having the hallucinations of her parents, which ultimately led to her dying in the woods. Yep. And the, and the sister, sister made got it out. out. And I'm like... And then she, at the end, goes, I don't feel her anymore. Or something like, she's yeah. gone. Or something like that. And I was like, the fuck? Yeah. I didn't... Die! Again! You got the potential. It's there. It's It's... I don't know. I don't know what they would have done. I don't even know. And then again, it was kind of one of those, like, what did I expect? Did I want both of the sisters to live? Was I expecting the sister to actually be dead? 
I feel like it would have been an amazing ending if the forest just took everyone. Oh, okay. Like one of those. You know, it's just like one of those things where the sister was already dead. She could feel her because her spirit was still there. Oh, and and alive. And it tricked her into into coming there. And then it took her as well. That would have been a much better ending. That actually would have been much better because I personally am all for endings where like nobody lives. Nobody. <laughs> I'm I'm into Those that. are sometimes the best fucking endings. I'm kind of into that sometimes. Honestly. Now. And now that you said that, I'm like Cause how cool would it have been where she's like, yeah, the twin thing. But her spirits, because it's haunted by the people who die there and who commit suicide there. So, yeah, maybe she feels the connection because the spirit is she so still strong. She the spirit of her sister. That's fucking amazing. That would have been a great ending. Why am I not writing horror? See, again, films? how many times have we had this discussion? Like, just about every movie on this list, we personally could have wrote better endings for. So, you know, just saying. I'm in between jobs at the moment, so if anybody wants to give me a call, just you need help. give me a call. If you need help. Um, this next one is the one Carl is excited for. Because he loves this film and he loves the ending. Well. I've look, Carl, I uh I, I have no apologies. I don't either. I have I'm, zero zilch. I no really whatsoever. like the concept of this movie. Same. Fantastic. Same. And it's the 2002 one, right? Yes. Okay, I was just making sure. I was like, I was like, is it this one? Yeah, because the, the remake was basically the exact same movie, and I did refuse to see it, because I was like, no. no. <laughs> I already sat through this once, Eli. You were not tricking me into sitting through this again. <laughs> so, Cabin Fever is our final film that we have chosen. Uh, great movie, honestly. I loved the concept of this film. Like, it was... A flesh-eating virus? Like, come on. And the effects in this movie were great. They really were. For being from 2002, it was pretty great. But the ending, to me, the ending was just lacking. Well, and apparently, uh, Eli Roth was inspired to write this film because he had uh, vacationed in a... uh, cabin in Iceland and uh he developed a really really awful skin infection it happens and I'm like (laughs) call a dermatologist holy shit what (laughs) the fuck dude like that is (laughs) like that's just creepy all in itself and it's just fucking terrible and uh he ended up Oh, wow, yeah. So he ended up finding out that um, he got it in Iceland and he had to wait till he got all the way back to New York City to see a specialist uh, to get a high-powered antibiotic to make it go away because it was so bad that he said literally chunks of... So the famous scene that we see in the movie that everybody knows, I've even posted about it... um, was the, with the girl shaving her legs. Literally everybody oh knows Oh my God, that scene, that scene kills me. To this me. day, any girl that shaves her legs that has seen that movie, you you just know every time. <laughs> you cringe every fucking time. Mindy, if you're listening, 
girl, you know. It's just every time. So apparently that scene in particular, because when he had this skin infection, it was everywhere. He tried shaving his face and pieces of his skin on his face were coming off. That's how bad this infection was. When you try to shave, but you shave off your face. I was like, <laughs> oh my fucking God, what in the fuck? So it it had the making for everything. Like, didn't, what wasn't, wasn't too happy about some of the racist, you know, shit in the beginning. They kind of did drop the N-word a couple times. Not too cool with that. But, um... Yeah, that's a little bit much. Could have done without... It's kind of like uh, the fact that I forget... I don't know why I forget this every time in Freddy vs. Jason. But when they say faggot... Yeah, that was... It, it's was like, harsh. I don't remember. It's like, I forget. I literally forget that it's there and um, then when it happens... shout out to Don't Go Out There podcast, because I totally didn't know Kelly Rowland was the one who ad-libbed that word. So let's just hope and pray that Kelly Rowland has extremely changed her views since the timing of that movie, because that fucked me up hardcore. Right? I, that they were like, that wasn't in the script. She threw that in there. I was like... That makes it even fucking worse. Like, that that hurt. So let's just hope uh, that Miss Rowland has educated herself since. Um, yeah, because I really liked a lot of your music. um so yeah there's just like there's a lot in the movie it 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 had so much i mean there were scenes there you know it had it had the the goofy funny character it had the girl you felt sorry for it had the bitch it had the asshole you didn't give a fuck about it had the the hero it was literally like a friday the 13th movie Without oh, Jason, yeah. but yeah. the the villain was the virus. Was the virus and like, oh my God, Jordan Ladd in this movie. Like, as you're seeing her poor body just completely fall apart, they lock her in the shed and just her face is falling off, and you're like, Jesus Christ! And you have no like the whole movie. You don't know what the fuck's going on. Then Ryder Strong gets to uh the fucking lake that's by this cabin and. You find out that all of this is linked to the water being contaminated, and apparently by the end of the movie, the whole town is in on it. Like the the whole well, the whole town, town gets it because those kids sell that lemonade that's made with the water from the contaminated water. Well, but the town the town originally knew. Like when the people show yeah. up at the end and they're giving them the that's, stuff, yeah. it's because they're wanting to infect other people, and it just I I don't know. That literally didn't... Now that you say that, that's literally the ending of Truth or Dare. Except demons through YouTube instead of disease through water. (laughs) And now I'm like, oh my god. Yeah. Yeah, the one guy you think is the... And then the one guy you think makes it at the end, he ends up getting killed by the deputy... Yeah, it's like, it's, yeah, come to, yeah, because you end up finding out the, the whole, the the police department especially, they're just trying to, they're trying to cover it all up. They're trying to yeah. keep the whole thing within the town that the water supply is contaminated. They don't want anybody to know. And then you got the goofy redneck kid at the end and, and then you find out that the one guy who fucking lives gets shot and burned anyway. Because he 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 was like, oh my god, I'm the. And I don't driver. know, I don't know 
if that was supposed to be some weird homage to uh, Night of the Living Dead, I feel like. And, and if it was, it it totally missed the mark because that was done. <laughs> no, that's more, not what I got. That was for social commentary. The reason why that happened because it was a black man and, you know, and I don't, I don't know what they were going for. I literally don't know what this movie was going for with the ending. I, I just, and like I said, I never, I did not see the 2016 Cabin Fever because from what I, I think heard, I've seen it, it but I think I blocked it from my memory. <laughs> Well, from what I've heard, it it's just, it's shot for shot, word for word, exactly like the first movie. I don't even... That's probably why I blocked it. Ryder Strong was in the 2002 one, right? Yeah, he was. Okay, well now I'm reading and it looks like it was totally different. I don't remember if I've seen the new one. I don't think I've oh seen my Jesus. the new one. So apparently the new one is a little different. I'm, look, I'm not doing this with you again, Eli. I'm not doing this with you. <laughs> We're just not doing it. I'm not doing not this doing with it. you. What Eli you Roth makes me upset, okay? Because, like, Cabin Fever made me upset. Hostel made me upset until the very end. Until Hostel. the very end. Until the very end. Until the ending. Because the ending, that was one of those movies where I was like, what the fuck? And then the ending was like. Hostel is actually a great film if you can get through it. Because it's it's very, very. Oof. It's tits, 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 tits. What the fuck? What the fuck? Okay, that's terrible special effects. What the <laughs> fuck? Okay, that part was funny. Yay, he got out. Fuck that guy. End of the movie. Yep. That's a literal representation of Hostel. Titties, 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 titties. What the fuck? Gore, 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 gore. Bad special effects. Gore, gore, gore. Funny. Guy gets out. Fuck that guy. That's the end of the movie. That's actually legit. That's pretty much the whole... Actually, I think you just described every single Rob Zombie film. Close. <laughs> Sorry, pretty <Crystal>. close. <laughs> like we love you. Unpopular opinion. Oh my um, god! So when I added that, now look, I I just want to say something though. For the record, I fucking love Rob Zombie. Yes, I love, I Rob, love Zombie. Rob Zombie. I love Rob Zombie. I do too. Halloween two was terrible, but it wasn't unwatchable. It's trash. Thirty one. I haven't seen yet. 31 is good. But 31 is good. Uh 3 from Hell. 3 from Hell. That movie was really bad. And actually I think a lot of people agree. I with didn't that. finish it. I, I could I, can't I finish could it. not finish it. I got to where they were in Mexico and then I stopped watching it. I don't even it. think I got there. I stopped watching it. And unfortunately, and I think everybody agrees had not Sid passed away, that would have been a completely different film. Yeah. More than likely. It was very sad that it took so long. Yeah. It was very sad that Sid was so old by the end and just frail. Uh, It was, I think what made me want to see it was just so I could see Sid one last time as Captain Spaulding. I just wanted to see Captain Spaulding one last time because that character... Sid Haig is is a, was a gem to the movie industry anyway. I think his birthday was yesterday. Rest in peace. Day. Yeah, rest in peace to that man. He was just an yeah, actual real. absolute gem to the black exploitation films of the seventies, to to the work he's done with Quentin Tarantino, to to everything. He was that amazing. man was everything. 
But that Captain Spaulding character was something that zombie that's that is one of the biggest reasons why I love Rob Zombie so much is the Firefly family was in fucking incredible and I loved it and Captain Spaulding's character all the way around was the best character and nobody beats better movie soundtracks than Rob Zombie I said it maybe Scorsese comes close and I I don't mean scores I'm not talking about movie scores okay. I, I meant gonna say- movie soundtracks those are two very, 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 very different, different things. So calm, calm your tits. Who you ones want to argue with me? There's some great movie scores. I'm talking about sound yeah. tracks. Scorsese comes pretty fucking close, but Zombie's a fucking rock star. Of course he knows his music. Of course he's gonna pick out Dude, bomb listen, fucking music. Devil's Rejects night, had the best music. Devil's best Rejects music. is his best movie. Best music, best Rob Zombie film, hands down. Best best film. Best. Best film he ever did. The other night I was driving home and uh, Living Dead Girl came on the radio and that like never happens. I never hear that song on the radio. I turned it up to 30 and I rolled my windows down. Um, you have to. And I jammed the fuck out to that song because it's like when it comes on my i when it comes on my iPod. What? When it comes on my phone, I'm like. You know, I've heard the song a million times on my phone, whatever. But it came on the radio, so I was like, um, I gotta, I need everyone to leave. Even though everyone's in their car. I need everyone to leave. <laughs> I jammed the fuck out to that. That song's on Bride of Chucky as well, if you didn't know, which is great. I love it. So, that's it, because we were, could not literally figure out... Uh, movies, uh, an ending that I liked that she didn't, or an ending that she liked and I didn't, because we agreed on most of them. And, you know, obviously if there's any of these that you guys disagreed with, I mean, of course, people are going to have their opinions. I get it. Um, And then, you know, hey, there may have been some on this list that didn't make it, and we're sorry if it didn't. Um, But we don't have four hours. Yeah, we don't. And, again, guys, there's a lot of, I have seen so Guys, I'm nine years older than Casper, and I have seen so many fucking horror films. So to try to go back through the plethora and pick ones, I think we did a pretty good job with this list because I think definitively there's there's ones on this list where people are like, oh, yeah, for sure. And I think Last Exorcism and The Devil Inside. Those are the two, two really big people ones. People were like, oh, my God, these endings were fucking awful <laughs> so that, um, nothing makes me more mad than watching a horror movie and it being absolutely incredible and then the in- ending being <sighs> complete caca like it's honorable just... mention for me is the wretched um i know a lot of people liked that movie it was great until the ending <laughs> yeah, and I know, and I think, and you told me, and I was like, because me and one of my best friends, damn, uh, Kai, we both were in this mood for like a foresty, witchy skinwalker film, and in the first few minutes, I was like, holy shit, this is amazing. Not that I had anything to do with skinwalkers at all, but we were like, holy, yeah, shit, but it this makes you amazing. think it does because the antlers, and then you watch it, and I was like, okay, okay, this is good, and then the ending, I was like. This is not what I thought it was at all. This was bad. But that's a huge disagreement with a lot of people. A lot of people really liked that movie. I just, it wasn't for me. I think we could also do a flip where uh, 
you could have movies that like I've had movies where the movie is terrible till the ending. <laughs> right? Again, like Hostile, the ending. Yeah, that's not true. not that it was a terrible movie, but really I it the takes ending, a while to get there. The like, ending I love. The ending I like literally wanted to stand up in the theater and fucking applaud. That ending was brilliant. Absolutely 100% brilliant. Um what's another one where the ending was like okay, this movie's not so great, but the ending was like, there's been a few where like the ending is There's actually a lot of horror movies that are kind of slow. Found footage is one of the best things for that. Yeah, slow Where it'll kind of start off slow and then in that last 15, 20 minutes, you're like, what the fuck? (laughs) Like, you're like, oh, shit's starting to happen. Oh, it's coming. Paranormal Activity. Grave Encounters. Probably. Paranormal Activity and Grave Encounters are two absolute perfect, um, and even Blair Witch, perfect for that. Where the whole film, it's kind of slow and things are happening, but you're kind of, you're still into it because you're like, mm. and then the last 10, 15 minutes, you're literally glued to the screen and you you can't take your eyes off of it. You're like, what's that? Oh, unpopular opinion. I did not care for Blair Witch. She I means love- the new one. Fuck no, not Blair Witch Project. You guys know how much I love she that means fucking the new movie. One. I mean the new one. And I know this is unpopular opinion, but I did not. I liked it. Mm. I liked it. I mean, I, I did, but like the ending though. Is it an alien? I mean, is that what it is? Is that to why me, there's. me, it looks like. The whole time I thought it was a fucking alien, which honestly would explain the weird time differences that would totally explain it the 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 you know the you the loop yeah the time loop where you know they're looking at their watches and they're thinking it's seven o'clock at night and it's like or they're thinking it's like seven o'clock during the day and it's nighttime like that could totally explain that or i i don't know i think they were just trying to get to whereas the first one was just so original in this whole legend and lore and then they go missing and it's just so fucked up. And then this one tried to make it metaphysical and interdimensional and I don't made know. it a it little was bit weird. more alien like it was, alien-like than it was par- very than, um, I thought the fucking thing was a goddamn alien. Then, and then that really fucked with me because I'm like, I thought this was supposed to be paranormal and now it's taken on more demonic something. It was more alien than it was demonic. Well, that's what my brother kept trying to say, like, no, 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 it's a demon. And I'm like, it looked like a fucking alien to me. All signs kept pointing to aliens by the time I finished the 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 movie but i know it's i know it's a very unpopular opinion that people really liked that and i don't i'm not saying i hated it but it was just one of those where i'm just like i mean when i sit down to watch blair witch i I, I watch the first one i occasionally watch the second one but i i really like the first one obviously (laughs) oh yeah it was great it was fucking the first one's the first one's Brilliant. Like someone asked me what a perfect movie was, and I said Shawshank Redemption, but I really think Blair Witch is in that. Also, Shawshank is perfect. <laughs> perfect. All right, I think that's all of everything. All of everything. All of everything. Love. All right, guys. Um, next week and the week after, you know, since Corona, since. Decided to throw a nice fucking kink into life. Um, 
We are going to get, we are actually going to sit down and do our H.H. Holmes episodes. Yes, um, we are finally bringing that to you guys. I know you guys were, <laughs> were scared and thought we weren't going to do it, but uh, no, we merely just postponed it. And it will be two parts because we're not going to have a four hour, five hour long podcast. Um, and we're really fucking excited. I'm fucking excited about this one. H.H. H. Holmes is like, there's just so much information. There's just so much. Out I there. watched a, one of many documentaries today about him on uh prime and, uh, Man, it's just, it's crazy to think about what he got away with for so long. Like, I can't wait till we really delve into his childhood and, like, his upbringing. And it's so, when you look back on it, even though this is, like, the 1800s, it was so similar to many other serial killers. Just abuse, neglect, uh overzealous, crazy religious tones pounded into the kid, you know, just the the makings of, you see, and uh, so much that he was able to get away with, so much conning people. He was probably a better con artist than he was anything, and that's how he got away with so much. But then when you get to the end of what really led to him finally getting caught, ultimately what what the police needed which was evidence and just good old-fashioned hard police work but yeah he he did not care this guy killed men he killed women he killed children he he tortured them he did not care he was every bit of the quintessential psychopath sociopathic serial killer and got away with it for a long 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 time and there's a lot of twists too um there was a long time a connection between him possibly being jack the ripper and i really can't wait to get into that because ultimately that has come to somewhat be disproven but still we really don't know because there is no jack the ripper dna we have no actual jack the ripper dna we don't and what dna that we think we do have, unfortunately, did not match Mr. Holmes. But, of course, we'll get into all that in the next coming weeks. But, yeah, I am so fucking excited to do this one. H.H. Holmes is is a story, as soon as I found out about it, was, was hooked. Was hooked. Especially because it was so... I mean, you're talking turn of the century. This is 200 years ago. So a friend of mine, a really good friend of mine, does started doing TikToks where she would talk about serial killers. And one of the things, themes that she did was she would say serial killers and what their signs were. Like people were like, are there any Capricorns? Are there any Sagittarius? You know? And, uh, I was like, are there any Taurus? I knew, but she was like, uh, first and foremost, HH Holmes. And I was like, Yep. I share a sign with a complete and utter psychopath. <laughs> I mean, I kind of am. <laughs> well, and apparently there is supposed to be, so there was a really, really great book that was written back in 2003 called The Devil in the White City, Murder, Magic, and Madness at the Fair that Changed America. 
that is pretty much one of the quintessential nonfiction books all about the account of Holmes' story at the World's Fair. And that apparently, uh, as of last year, is being written into production as a film that will be uh, directed and produced by Martin Scorsese and star none other than Leonardo DiCaprio as H.H. Holmes. Oh I have my been, God. Guys, I've been following this for years. Uh, it's something that actually a Leonardo DiCaprio originally showed interest in many years ago. It's something that he had uh, auctioned the rights to after reading the story. And uh, fortunately enough, after working with Martin Scorsese, he has brought uh, Martin Scorsese on board to uh, direct. So this has oh been this God. has been ongoing since 2015. Um, there is no release date or anything it's as of yet. It's probably on hold right now. Anyway. Uh, it, it, it was in production as of 2019, and then it's just all been on hold. And, uh, you know, who's to know? Uh, obviously, with the pandemic, a lot of shit's going to be on hold. Um, but hopefully at some point they can... I just... Please. <laughs> I really, 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 really need this movie to be made. <laughs> Like, I really, really, really watching, miss going to see fucking movies, And dude. if anybody thinks that uh, Leonardo DiCaprio couldn't do this, uh, I, employ, yeah, yeah. I implore people to see Ghost of New York. Or, uh, not Ghost of New York. The one that he was in with uh, Scorsese, but, uh, oh, what the... Gangs of New York. Gangs of New York. Gangs of New York. Gangs of New York. See Gangs of New York. Or see, just watch anything he's see in. See Gangs... But, but <laughs> specifically that movie, because it was around the turn of the century... So he could play a character. He has a face that is very old Hollywood. He has a face of someone that could play a character from now to someone that lived in the 1800s. He he could fit that perfectly and we need this movie made like yesterday. It it could be one of the, you know, we're starting to see more horror dripping into the mainstream. We're starting to see more of these. I mean, that that could be the movie that could actually get an Academy Award. Like that could be that could be the horror I mean the horror movie though. Like technically there there have been horror movies, but I mean like I want to see one that gets best actor nods. I want to see ones that get cuz technically in my eyes it would be considered a horror film. Well, yeah, it's true crime. True crime's under horror. Yep. Genre. And Martin Scorsese directing it? Oh, come on. Just do it. Yeah, let's get that made. Release so, it now. I am so excited about the next two weeks, guys. I hope you are too. I can't wait. Um, Guys, we've also, this year, have uh, guested on uh, a couple of podcasts. So, um, shout out to Don't... I just want to give a quick shout out to Don't Go Out There for having us on this year. Um, and... Uh, more recently, we did um, three guys, or uh, I'm sorry, I don't want to. Three fuck Geeks that. podcast. Three geeks. I'm sorry, I don't want to fuck that up. We did Three Geeks podcast. I'm so sorry. Um, that was amazing. And um, we're going to be on another one soon. So, uh, yeah, thank you. That has been really exciting this year. Oh, yeah. Everyone that's asked us to be on podcast, uh, thank you. That's been, it's so much fun getting to work with other people, too. And have guests and be on other podcasts and uh, 
stuff like that. So always, 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 always thank you. Um, I wanted to give an actual, a big shout out to someone named the Alex Vincent on Instagram. He's also on Facebook. What? He's also on Twitter, excuse me, as the Alex Vincent. It is not Alex Vincent from Child's Play. Yeah, not the actual Alex Vincent. (laughs) Um, He makes these posters and VHS covers of horror films, modern horror films, and will turn them into VHSs and put a VHS cover on it and make it look like it came out of the 80s or the 90s. And it's incredible. What he does is fucking incredible. And I actually just bought a Goosebumps Midsummer poster from him, and I cannot wait to get that in. Um... But some of the shit, I'm telling you guys... That's dope. That shining one he did. Some of the shit that he does, like, he literally will make... He will turn them into VHSs and then make a cover nice. for it. And it's it looks old. And it's amazing how he does it. And I just wanted to give him a shout out because not only is he a massive horror fan and not only is he amazing at what he does, but he is actually incredibly nice. He is so sweet. We were... We were going back and forth over uh, being geeks around horror, and he's decided to follow the podcast, and he's like, you have a horror podcast? I want to listen to it. So I promised him that I'd shout him out. Uh, Go check out his shit, because it's awesome as fuck. Go buy his shit. Go get some Midsummer posters. Um, He makes us Midsummer, The Shining, and I'm pulling a blank right now, but he, he does a couple other ones, and it's just, it's amazing. So go do that. Go go follow him. Go give him a shout out. And I think that's all we have. So now a word from our small sayer. Calm your body down. Uh yeah, guys. Um just launched uh some new stuff. Uh we've got another body scrub, this time with rose petals. Um so yes. we've got that and the lavender one that are both available now on the Etsy shop. Um, yeah, so I appreciate it, guys. Thank you for supporting. Um, always support Black-owned businesses anytime you can. Um, like I posted today on the, uh, it's at CURBD on Instagram if anybody wants to give a follow and check it out. Um, you know, like I posted, even if you're not, I know these are trying times financially for a lot of people, just following, sharing, liking, Word of mouth is everything for small businesses. So just getting word of mouth out there, just, you know, posting it to your page and letting other people know that's the best way to do it. That's, that's the best support. Um, if you're not able to financially, so I totally get it. Um, otherwise everything as always has free shipping. So that's always something to take advantage of with any company because that sometimes can be costly. Um, I always keep my prices as reasonable as possible because we know there's other companies out there that charge a lot more. And, um, of course, all safety standards are followed. Um, Gloves, masks, all that good stuff. So all of that there. Um, And, again, any support is wonderful and appreciated. And thank you again, guys. Um, Etsy. Everything is on Etsy for now. Um, just search Calm Your Body Down and the shop will pop right up. So thank you. Calm your body down. Ding. <laughs>
Okay, guys, if you want to give us a follow on social media, we're on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Follow us at Don't Fuck With The Original. Make sure to spell it out with the apostrophe or you will not find us. If you have any questions, concerns, and want to just say, hey, please feel free to email us at dfwto8493 at gmail.com. And if you want to follow and subscribe to know whenever we put out new episodes, please go subscribe or follow at Spotify, Podbean, Podcast Player, Podcast Addicts, and CastBox. We love you guys. You guys are the best. And we will see you next week. Stay safe. Wear a mask. And please wash your hands. Please wear a damn mask. Wear a mask. Please. Thank you. Don't that be, is all. We don't, we don't need no corona droplets. <laughs> no. No droplets. No droplets. Ew. Sometimes masks are better. <laughs> Actually, all the time, masks are better. Yeah, all the fucking time. In this case, that say it, is say better. it, say it, say it all the time. Sometimes, <laughs> wait, sometimes that is better. It's been a while since I've done that. That was pretty good. Okay, bye, guys.